At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Record to this computer and say, hey, Jeffrey, what's up? How's it going, man? It's going great. Everything's great, Jeffrey. Just great. <laughs> is it really that great? I, I don't know. Maybe in a way, in a way I haven't done is. enough coffee this morning. There you go. In a way, it is. It's like um, it's like everybody just suddenly realized there's a playbook to like fighting back, and it, it's kind of interesting in the final push and the final days that like to see white hat hackers attacking parlor to see normal people tweeting to these red tie traders to to see the mob just like stranded at airports while the fbi picks them off one by one it's like cutting the legs off the monster while like putting duct tape over his mouth and isn't it so cool that like corporations said we're just not going to donate to any politics in the future i was just like what did donald trump just do he just took he just took money out of politics he just brought upon equity and equality because now white people are being treated like black people and he turned the house the senate and the executive branch blue what more could he have done for democrats you know what i mean well, I guess when he said he was going to make America great again, I don't think that this was quite what he meant. Right. Oh, and let's not forget, he managed <laughs> to make sure that he would never serve in office again. He's like, I did what I had to do in four years. I'm out of here. And it's just so cool. I mean, he did it in the most dickish sort of way, and I hate him, but it was almost like he put a spotlight on everything that we needed to attack and went, all right, now I'm out of here. Go do it. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit... I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you change the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. And each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally. And you can change the entire population of the world. Eight billion people. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a... You're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up. Also, what about no children dying? That's kind of nice. Kind of nice. Liberation. It's an internal thing. But their children were saved. And their children's children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. it. Adam, guess what? Yes. We're recording. 
Ryan, Ryan, guess what? <laughs> what? We are in effect. We're in effect. <laughs> so what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change, change, it? change, 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 change it? Welcome, Welcome to, public to Public Access, access America. America. Yeah. You know, thank you, it's, Donald. <laughs> I did. You know, and, and the, I think the funniest post I saw is, is that, you know, liberals are hating the fact that for the first time ever, they have to side with and agree with Mitch McConnell. I'm happy to. I'm like, <laughs> somebody said that and I, and they were talking about Mitch McConnell and he wants to get back to just regular politics. He doesn't want to be a spotlight on him. And so I think he's decided to give us Donald Trump's head on a platter and say, unity after, you know. Here's the head. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that. I'm yeah. willing to take that. Some last night, Ryan was like, well, I wanted Democrats to defeat him. And I was like, no, I wanted Republicans to do it to prove like a loyalty test to America. Now give us, go give us his head. And we will forgive you your sins. You know, And that's, I think one of the things that people need to remember in, in this whole scheme of impeachment and conviction, like what we're looking at, mm-hmm. The idea that only one party defeats and impeaches an imp- uh, a president just makes it a partisan issue. And right. that opens up the door for a lot of, you know, for the next time that the Republicans control the House and the Senate mm-hmm. and they don't like the candidate that the Democrats have as president. They will yeah. set up everything that they can to impeach him. Whereas if you have Democrats and Republicans willing to impeach the president, then it's it's an issue for that particular party because how do you defend an impeached president? You know, right. I have my issues with you know the fact that you got a bunch of people in the house you know who just a week ago were crying you know that you know the elections were rigged this that and the other and then suddenly this week and at the face of impeachment they're like no we don't need to do this we need healing and unity and mm-hmm. this is only going to be more divisive. I'm like motherfucker you've got troops sleeping in the Capitol building, something that hasn't happened since 1864, 1865, something like that. And it's like 20,000 troops. How many troops did Donald Trump pull from the Middle East and around the world? You know, how many troops came home in his four years? I'm guessing it's around 20,000. And that's, and the crazy part in all of this is, is that this isn't even just happening at the U.S. Capitol. I mean, even here in Washington, we have the National Guard activated. Yeah. Like, this is, like, (laughs) congratulations, you brought the war home. (laughs) Right, and now you're going to go to all of our state capitals so we can geotag you for future reference? Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm trying to see the positives in all this. I know they're threatening to kill people. Do you remember – do you remember when I said that Parlor was going to be an FBI watch list? Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? Eight terabytes of data just white hacked right out of there. Like, Parlor didn't even scrape the geocodes from the images that were put up on the site, I'm just finding out today. So they actually can literally pinpoint where these people were from their pictures and IDs. It is, it's just, and people keep going to these apps. Somebody told me about Signal. Somebody told me about Discord. And I was just like, all they're trying to do is break you away from the pack so that they can monitor you better. They don't want to monitor, you know, billions of tweets on Twitter when they can just monitor one 
app. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and the fact of the matter was is that, you know, I was reading about how they how they managed to quote unquote hack parlor. And I mean, this wasn't even sophisticated. I know, right? Like this <laughs> Like, you know, this wasn't, you know, Russia hacking solar winds and installing, you know, their malware as a backdoor and hoping that the government would update their shit. Right. This was, they literally disabled the authentication tool. <laughs> you right. know, the, the hackers didn't. It was, it was the, the people running Parler did. And was, literally they created their own admin accounts because they didn't have to verify emails now. And they you. literally just downloaded the shit. I mean, this wasn't, yeah. this was not sophisticated. Well, and honestly, it was when Amazon pulled them and uh, the Apple store. So did uh, the people what is that, that, that protect the website, you know, and mm-hmm. they pulled, they pulled out too, which left the site just totally vulnerable. And this girl, yeah, she literally walked in and was like, Oh shit, I got like 30 seconds to download everything. Oh, but it's just this easy. <laughs> it's just so cool. I am just so happy. You know, I just, it was like, wow. You know, I, I, I you know, I try to tell people and warn people that if you think your social media site is going to be like your great protector mm-hmm. uh, because it's run by your people. You truly don't understand how the internet works. I said it before parlor was going to be an FBI watch list mm-hmm. and man, I would say hate being right, but I don't, I don't, I don't. Cause I know these things. Like I'm not going to go and, and text a girl about another girl because I know now there's information out there, but I might call her and complain. You know what I mean? And there's mm-hmm. these little things you can do to protect yourself. Now the government listens to my phone calls. So does Google and so does Siri and so does Alexa. Like right. there is no privacy. Somebody was actually caught and convicted of murder based on the uh, Alexa recordings. They went back and they could get, them because Alexa just recorded when there was noise, you know? Yep. So, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, is that what you, what we're seeing and we kind of messaged back and forth about is you're seeing white people that are pissed that the laws that they enacted, you know, because the Muslims were bad. Right. And are being used against them. Right. It's like, you're surprised that the law can be applied equally. Right. Like, I, I heard somebody say that. We don't need to make new laws. Make the laws that are enforceable to black and brown people to white people as well. And I was like, fuck yeah. You know? Like, you know, this this wasn't surprising to me. You know, the only surprising thing to me is, is that, you know, we've actually seen mass movement by the FBI in order to nail people. I didn't figure that that would happen in, until in after this Biden. administration. Right. Imagine exactly. what the next administration does with it. Oh, it, this, you know, I mean, the door is open for them to be charged with sedition and insurrection. And, and yeah, that's, tre- you know, why not treason, right? Uh, well, the, the reason why not treason is simply because in order for it to be treason, you would have to be aiding uh, an enemy of the state. Gotcha. So if they were doing it under like Russia's command or China's command or Iran's command treason, but you could, but with sedition and insurrection, you could be charged with domestic terrorism. Yeah. yeah. So guess what? They've opened up a bunch of doors on the inside for how this is going to get played out. And I guarantee you that 
there are going to be some people that are squealing. I mean, yes, that's the other thing is that these people aren't aren't loyal to anybody except Donald Trump. Like they might be happy to be Jack Ruby for Donald Trump, but not for Matt Gates, not for some senator from Colorado whose picture was found giving tours to these people on January 5th, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These people aren't loyal to them. In fact, they're going to be happy to spill that out because of the conspiracy. See, there was a conspiracy. And I do believe it, that, like, they wanted to slow down the count. But slowing it down wouldn't stop it, right? So you had to be slowing it down for a reason. And I believe they were slowing it down for the mob to get there. And that's why I call them the red tie traders. Because... Mm -hmm. They honestly, they're part of the mob. They they mm-hmm. just had the hall pass to get in, and that's the difference. You know what I mean? I don't disagree with you. And, I, you know, as we're starting to hear, you know, I this is one of those things. It's the rumor mill, mm. and we'll find out what happens. But one person said that there were like three house reps that were helping them set up this thing. Yeah. So we'll find out, we you do. know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know. Maybe that's maybe that's true. Maybe it's someone trying to save their own ass. I mean, it's not going to be the first time in this administration someone else has been thrown under the bus to save their own ass. That's true. But I do want to say that, like, Mikey Sherrill from New Jersey is the one that making the allegations. And I've literally been following her since she announced her uh, uh, her run in 2018. And I've just she's a former you know, pilot for the army and she's a former prosecutor. I just, yeah, I just, I think there's legs to it, but like I told Sean, I'm not going to promote it. I'm just going to listen about it. And if it becomes bigger and I see proof that I can believe then, then I'll go on believing it right now. I have a Mm -hmm. feeling, you know what I mean? But that's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I think that's, that's the, that's the big difference between someone who's a conspiracy theorist and somebody who, you know, and and somebody who's like, okay, I can see where this is plausible. You know, I have a feeling and I can see the plausible routes in which this happens, Mm -hmm. but you know, the probable, the mathematical probabilities just based on current actions lead me more likely than not to dictate that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily one person or several people you know in within congress but i have a feeling and unfortunately when it comes to proof feelings aren't proof right but it's i'm happy to wait and, and hear the proof because i heard Absolutely. something from somebody i trust yeah because i think that there's a pendulum there's a risk of the pendulum to where now Democrats are like, oh, conspiracies, we can have them now. And we're all oh, going to start yes. falling for the most random shit that we see on TikTok, you know? Yeah, which is why I say, you know, the balance of probability currently is, is that there is someone who tried mm. to organize this that is not at a congressional level. Yeah. And, and they are saying things to save their own ass and divert attention. Yeah. And until there is proof that comes out that says otherwise i'm going to treat it as someone's trying to save their ass but in doing so they're admitting their own guilt and involvement so you know i will i will take that at a minimum so i heard just last night and it was on the news but i haven't heard it 
collaborated or gotten any bigger. But Paul Manafort runs Event Strategies, and Event Strategies uh, did the rally, you know, the Trump rally. They set it up and stuff. And the officer that killed himself actually worked with Manafort and Roger Stone. And so I'm really kind of curious how that ties in, because if Manafort... Mm. I hadn't heard or, that one. Or was committed another crime. He no longer, I mean, his mm-hmm. burden's gone. And I like Mike Flynn, he was a part of this too. And I hope they charge him because now his pardon's gone. You know? And so yeah. you're only part you're only pardoned for the specific yeah. acts. You don't just get a blanket pardon to do whatever you want. And right. and I think that there's a few people out there that are like, oh, I've been pardoned by a president. I can go back to being a total shithead. No, you were pardoned for an incident. Right. Very specifically. So he, if you did something yeah. else. <laughs> it's like Like if there's it's like jesus it's it's one of those things it's like if you know if you walk away with a pardon and you find yourself a free person that should be your i'm going to walk the straight and narrow for the rest of my life because i am going to be under intense scrutiny right to find out if i actually changed or if i'm still just the same old shithead yeah i think if you if you shaved if you shaved all of the past past four years down you would find paul manafort and michael flynn were major major influences in all this and i i my least favorite person on the planet might be michael flynn before donald trump because i believe donald trump is a semi-empty vessel of anger and when he's filled with things that support his anger, then he goes with it. And so I think when, Michael Flynn, when, he, when he's filled with anything that strokes his ego, right? Like we talked about, you know, uh, we've talked about this a couple of times. Is is that Democrats have had this crazy balance of, you know, Donald Trump is either this genius who managed to create this magical collusion with the Russian government and a whole right. bunch of officials. But Donald Trump is just this base level slant skulled ruling pile of crap. It's like yep. you in, I mean, Donald Trump is not the idiot savant. <laughs> no, he isn't. He's just being told what to say in the moment. Or I see, I've dealt with people with dementia. And if you want them to say what you want them to say, you create an emotion behind it, but by mm-hmm. what you're saying. So I can say this person is a giant jerk and this is what they're doing. And I just, my, my tone and my, my anger makes them angry because that's what somebody with dementia does. They, they feel the emotion. And I think that's what's happening with Donald Trump. Somebody walks in and says, Nancy Pelosi's being a bitch to you. Go on stage. And he's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And that's what it is. And then they get him off stage before he realizes that he was just a giant douchebag, you know? I don't think, I don't, I personally don't think he has dementia. You know, having had family members that have dementia, I think he's a sociopath. Okay. And it's much, and it's in, in what you're describing is much that realm of, you know, this person has no feelings. It's whatever strokes their ego. Mm-hmm. And by being able to incite a crowd, you know, it helps build them up and make them feel like they're the important ones. Right. I think he's a, I think he's a sociopath. I don't think it's dementia. Everybody keeps wanting to toss out dementia. And I, I, think, do. Yeah. I think, I think that's harmful because that you know when we're looking at dementia you're then what you're i think what you're gonna end up having is a case of 
you know, people who are abusing the infirm rather than treating them as they truly are, which are sociopaths who are only out for themselves. Okay. <clears throat> so I, I, I think we've got to get away from the narrative of dementia because it's, it, I think it's harmful to people who actually suffer from dementia. Okay. I think it is, I think it is just as simple as Donald Trump is a sociopath. It's just a dick. Who's who's out only for himself. That's and, true. That, that and is all completely true. But I do And I, and I think that is the simplest solution. Of course. In all of, of this. But there could be touches of everything else. Like Oh, absolutely. I've no I've noticed over 4 years he exhibits a lot of symptoms of being um sight impaired. You know, the way he signs his name, the fact that he won't read, the fact that he just can't pay attention, like a lot of things that I see in mm -hmm. myself. And I'm like, I wonder, but you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's got their own thing, you know, mm -hmm. and, and everybody, you know, because people have wanted to throw out dementia when it comes to Joe Biden too, you uh, know, when, when really the guy, really the guy doesn't have dementia. He has a stutter. He has a stutter. Yeah. And, and, and so the, the as idea well, as well as the Democrat pause, the de mm -hmm. democratic stammer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's one of those things, like if, if someone does actually have dementia, you know, Ronald Reagan had dementia <laughs> like okay. that, that, that was actually well-known and well-documented, right. um, maybe not during his presidency, but for certain afterwards. Right. Well, I want um, to take sympathy away from people suffering with that because I've, I've suffered with, I've suffered in support of people with it, and I would never want mm -hmm. that. There, people with dementia are good people. They're just losing their short-term memory mm -hmm. and, and holding on to long-term memory, and they're very easily manipulated. And I want absolutely that, that part to get across because it's not about what you're telling somebody; it's about the emotion behind it that they remember mm -hmm. forever. So, and if you're exactly. only visiting somebody with dementia, just be nice to them because mm -hmm. you don't want that. Because when you leave, they're negative, and they go mm -hmm. down. They downgrade, and so. It's real. It's Absolutely. just really important that way. I, it's something Absolutely. I really care about. And, and you know, same having had family that you know has gone through that and watched family members go through that. You know, it's. Hmm. I think it, I think there's a simpler solution to it, and I think it's just you know, sociopathy. Yeah. Okay, he's a dick. Yes. Yeah. And entirely. And, 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 and entirely. having known and dealt with sociopaths, it's like pretty much a one to one. <laughs> yeah. And privileged and. And, yeah. and encouraged. Yes. We see this all the time. Like Axl Rose, the singer from Creed. Like, you know what I mean? These people mm -hmm. think they become God and they can't do any wrong. And then they say something. Fonzie jumping the shark. It's like these moments. Right. And and it's just I knew it would end with a thud and then trail off like a like um urine. You know what I mean? And I am gonna have oh, yeah. so much fun watching Donald Trump suffer his banks dropped him the people that process the donations dropped him it's just twitter, the, the, twitter the, dropped him. the company that sold his merch dropped him yeah, I know. and it's like what are you gonna do now that you have none of your none of, none of your stuff now that you're one of us what are you gonna do donald they're not gonna so, kill you they're gonna let you walk free so people can kick you in the balls every time they see you. guess what mm -hmm. 
the people of Palm Beach are saying, guess what? You can't live here in Mar-a-Lago, Don, because you didn't make it a residence and you signed ahead of time when you moved here that you wouldn't make it a residence. And he's not allowed in New York anymore. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's allowed in New York. It's just that he don't want to go there. (laughs) You don't want to go there because a warrant is going to be issued immediately to talk to you. Immediately. And the only reason he's in Florida, because like you said the other week, Florida doesn't have to send him to New York, you know? Nope. Nope. But nope, yeah. they don't. And like Ivanka thinks, Ivanka says she's going to be going to the inauguration as an olive branch. And I, and I was like, somebody said she's going to be going up against Marco Rubio for a Senate seat. And I love that because she will knock Marco Rubio out, but she will not be able to stand a general against any Democrat. <laughs> so That's, go Ivanka. that would be, that would be my hope. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Mac is going to be around for a while. And unfortunately, like that, that momentum is going to carry into 2022 as much as I don't want to mm. say that. The, remember, the goal for them is to keep their name in the spotlight in order mm-hmm. for this to happen. Right. And so for as much as, you know, I've watched Marco Rubio and I think he's a giant pile. Yes. I, I think that I would rather see Marco Rubio than another Trump in office. Me and, too. Right. Me and, too. and that's the worst part is like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm used to choosing between two giant piles of shit, but... <laughs> Yeah, a, what was it? A douchebag and a and a shit sandwich. It was a, a giant douche. Episode, yeah, right? the giant douche and turd yeah. sandwich. Yeah, and that's what it is, and that's what we've been. I think every every week we say the same thing. Those are your choices, but there's a third choice: changing it. You know, right? And and that's and that's just it. Is is that you know, you you don't have to let the status quo continue to be the status quo. Yeah. Like I said, you know, in in the end, I hope that the parties get ripped apart because they are they're old. They're they're tired yeah. and. Until until they actually see a viable challenger, they're going to keep doing the same old crap, and yeah. it's still just going to be two parties fighting against each other, and yeah. that's stale. That's that doesn't stale. get things done. I just heard this this morning. It was framed in a really unique way. The, Demo- the Republicans uh, around Ronald Reagan, right? Like, mm-hmm. actually, it happened in the 70s where there was this thing, this change in economics. The New Deal was a bad idea. Social social security, safety nets were a bad deal. Capitalism was good. And so the, the Republicans started framing that as capitalism is everything in the 1980s with Wall Street and all that stuff. And Democrats moved into that. And now there's no difference when you get to like a Clinton between a Democrat economically and a Republican economically, which only leaves the social norms to differentiate. And so now I don't like you because you don't believe in abortion instead of, wow, I don't like you because you want to remove the safety net. And so there's uh, now people are voting against their own interests. I saw a girl saying, yes, Trump should remove the, you know, the tax whatever tax that was that employers pay for Mm. social security. People are going against their own best interests because it's now social and not economic. And I don't really think Joe Biden has the ability to move to a leftist 
economic perspective, which is no, going to leave us all in the same position because we're going to fight over everything else. Everything else is social culture. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, I, I, I watching this has been just an absolute shit mm. show, you know, where people are blasting social security as being this crazy socialist agenda. And I'm going, all oh, right, it is, you know, it you is. know, your, you know, your grandma is probably collecting that social security check. And I'm going to ask you to tell her straight to her face that you don't think she should be getting her social security money. And you tell me how that goes. Yeah. But then you got to get rid of Medicare, Medicare, Medicare and mm-hmm our armed forces you know what i mean like if you're going to get rid of socialist programs in the united states you got to start with the military because our military complex is a small version of we were talking about this on Denton County Collective of the nazi populist nationalist movement where they just built arms like the people earned money by building arms so that they could go to war so that they could build more arms so they could go to war and that is just what we put trillions aside to do while doing other things because we're a bigger country i so i wouldn't compare it having studied uh what the third reich did in uh the military complex and i've read it in both english and in german so um you know the history behind that you know you really have to go back is that there's there were two methods that seemed to work when you had the fallout of the of the the great depression you had the roosevelt model and then you did you had the nazi germany model those two models worked you know but the idea was is, is that you know at least with you know the roosevelt model the you know you were actually building infrastructure right and the nazi model yes you were you were building you know you were building a military complex absolutely Mm. in to go to war to take over areas i always caution on on that one because you know the Nazi, you know the the nazi buildup was done so uh not just as a mechanism of going to war, but as a mechanism right. as a giant fu to Europe, because of the hmm. the Treaty of Versailles, okay. it was you know ours has just been become a military complex thanks to you oh, know sure. decades of trying to outdo the Soviets, right. and then we had this giant complex after the Soviets fell, and we didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. The Chinese were never close to keeping up with us, so it wasn't no. like you know we had to worry about that. Yeah. And now suddenly you've got Russia and China like starting to catch up again. And now you're now you've got to re-engage that complex, you know, more than you have in the past. Right. Uh, in so, different ways though, by the way. Like China isn't China isn't building nuclear bombs as much as rockets to take out our satellites. Like Russia isn't building bombs as much as they're they're building hacking, you know, like well, I mean, Russia has been working on hypersonic nuclear warheads. Well, yeah, there was that giant incident in the fucking where it crashed in the water and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> nuclear fallout rained on the earth. Yeah, they're still we're still working on that too, and so is China. I mean, but their main I mean, goal is technology. Like, their I mean, main. I will, goal, as much like, as I have problems with the Chinese, I will say that at least they see the idea of. You know, nuclear war is not the option because right. there's no point in, in glassing the planet right. when you're on it. 
Right. Whereas Russia and, and the United States have been like, you know, just holding middle fingers to each other at, at the glass and mm-hmm. waiting, waiting for their moment to push the button. And that's yeah. just not healthy. But I think we're the last to realize that that's not where our military budget should be going. Like we shouldn't have refurbished our nuclear weapons as much as built an infrastructure. So where we could turn off the internet from the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Like we should have put safeguards in there. Like, you know, Russia has a main line to it and they can cut it. And if they think there's propaganda or there's shit going on, they just cut it and they don't get information from us anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and, and really, you know, Nuclear warheads are an offensive weapon. They're not a defensive weapon, yeah, and they never right. have been. And and now, you know, we have the technology to literally use lasers to shoot down missiles right. at the launch pad. So, right. like the idea that the idea that any of us should be pursuing nuclear weapons is crazy. I mean, even Mikhail Gorbachev has flat out come out and said that the world will never be safe until all nuclear weapons have been destroyed. Right until until all microwave weapons need to be destroyed you know, what I mean? you know and and that's the funny thing about it is is that you know he's you know gorbachev's right you know there is not going to be any safety in you know there's always going yeah. to be the threat of you know our annihilation at the hands of nuclear weapons yeah. and and until people start you know actually having the the real thought that, you know, maybe this was a terrible idea and we just need to actually denuclearize. <laughs> right? It you was know? a 19 fucking 40s idea, you know, that a bunch of crazy Germans. <laughs> like, it, you know, it, it's, 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 we've wiped, we've wiped off a couple of cities from the map that had right. to rebuild back. The mm. shadows of where those people were standing are literally still burnt into the sidewalk. Yeah. Like, like, if there was ever a testament as to why it was a terrible idea, it's it's etched literally into places in Japan. Right. But we kept going because we were so afraid and we didn't have the capabilities that we have now. Yeah. You know, you well, think about it, it, it how it, many it, missile it, sites have we sabotaged? How many nuclear sites have we sabotaged? Right. How many how you know, we've shot satellites down from space. Literally yeah. satellites moving in orbit. You know, right. by using multiple command centers and a missile platform floating out in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea that we have to have nuclear weapons at this point is actually kind of comedically sad because we yeah. have so many defensive weapons that can shut it down. And and I think that, you know, despite all of our issues with China and Russia, I really do feel like if we were to sit down and, you know, have a real conversation about it's like, we have our issues that we're going to have to deal with and work out with each other, but mm-hmm. nuclear should not be one of them. I, yeah. It's a bygone era. You know what I mean? It really like, is. Like the Betamax. Oh, yay. It, oh, wait, something better just came out. You know what I mean? It really is. You know, we know what these okay, weapons do. Yeah. We know what oh. these weapons do. We know how easy it is to completely destroy a bunch of cities. We know how easy it is to wipe out a population. There's just no reason why we should continue using uh, weapons like that. We've got bigger things to worry about. And, and I mean, crazy enough when you think about it, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev had 
uh, an agreement that should there ever be an alien invasion, all hostilities would be put aside to deal with an alien invasion. Like, what the hell? Like, we find small, weird, little common ground areas to work together on certain things. But somehow, you know, denuclearization hasn't exactly been one of them. And so I think that I think that, you know, in the end, you know, some of these countries that feel like, you know, we're just out to wipe them off the map. Yeah, they're 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 not right in that assumption. We don't want to wipe anybody off the map, but Mm -hmm. we have the ability to. And I and I can see why countries are afraid of that. That's always nice. Like speak softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, it's just that you know now we have multiple big sticks. We yeah, don't. Do. We don't. We don't need one that you know just turns South Korea into an island. Right, especially when we have one that can turn off an entire country's power grid. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing. Is like warfare has changed. It's no, now you have to defeat the defense, right? Yeah, and you and you cripple everything. If you just shot a GPS satellite out of the sky, which is what China's work, you know, if you if you knock out one satellite, it's a billion little pieces that knock out a billion other things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And they realize that, and that's scary as fuck. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, like you said, the nuclear weapons age is a bygone era, and it's yeah. time for us to it's time for us to walk away from that. You know, there, there are so many things that you can do with nuclear that are peaceful. Yeah. You know, you think about it, like the ability to generate power. Like when you look at what space travel is going to look like, you're going to need nuclear power in order to function. You're going to need something. And that's the main, I, I love the options that are available out there for that. I just, I mean, I'm not up to date on all of them, but just everything from hydrogen, like to replacing from asteroids to, you know, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. an amazing thing to think about that we could project living people on a journey, just like Star Trek. You know what I mean? I, I think honestly, the first, the first real industry that you will see when we finally get to that point is going to be deep space mining because, because the asteroid belt, you have so much iron cobalt nickel floating around in the asteroid belt, you know, you could literally set up smelting operations and, you know, and as, as, uh, propulsion systems change, you know, like with an EM drive currently, it's, you know, now it only takes a third of the time in order to get to a place. Uh, out in space than it does currently so you know whereas you know at at its closest approach it would take you uh nine months to get to mars now it's three with an em drive i think they're there i mean i think they're there oh no the the the, theoretically the drive works it's just a question of you know getting it actually built and installed and working i you know in order to make it happen and then they want to melt the ice cap and terraform the planet like fuck yeah let's do this shit you know what i mean i'd be curious if you could actually you know terraform a a planet if you could actually you know the the idea that humankind is going to 
always live on this floating rock in space right. is not a very good bet <laughs> because but, but the, there's always an asteroid that could come and wipe us out. But I think what's amazing is like people have been anti-science for the past five years or so. And the truth is, is that there's some really fun stuff. Really fun science stuff. You don't have, it, you don't have to give a fuck about a vaccine when you look at like we we retweet interesting engineering and some of the shit that is just so cool. This guy made millions of prosthetic arms because he was a tool and die guy, and he just distributed out pink and red and blue and yellow arms. And I was like, that's that's science. That's technology. That's. Did you see that awesome. uh, BioNTech? You know the ones who came up with the COVID virus. Uh- uh, and uh, the COVID virus vaccine, they they think they've come up potentially with a vaccine for MS. That's awesome. Like I did not. What that just that just appeared yesterday in my feed. And I was like, what? You know, you think about some of the things that we are so close to figuring out. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, within this decade, we figure out how to vaccinate against, say, HIV, right, or cancer? You know, the, the, I mean, we've already figured out how to do it with cancer. And we we already have sickle cell disease, and like, yep. this this virus, this vaccine can be retrofitted now for the next fifty viruses. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that is just so cool. That's so that's so Percy Julian. If you don't know who Percy Julian is, he's amazing, and he just he would move little parts off of. The, the molecule and move them around and bring another part in. And he created some of the most amazing things. You know what I mean? And it's, that's this age, this age is so cool. <laughs> and and I really, I really hope that we get back to, you know, this whole idea of, you know, using science to quote unquote, beat the enemy. Like we did, you know, yeah, in the fifties yeah, yeah, and sixties, yeah. you know, it, the enemy was the Soviets, but you know, right now the enemy is pretty much just all of us. You know, the enemy yeah. is cancer. The enemy is AIDS. The enemy is, you know, yeah. all of these diseases that we could easily be fixing across the world and vaccinating against. Yeah. Imagine what you imagine if they actually work, get to the point of using nanotechnology to give you injections to fix certain parts of your body. Like, yes. Now that we've we've tested quantum computing for the first time. You know, it is, we're getting to the point where some of this stuff is going to be far more possible. Right. And And it's wild. My my only thought is like somebody that denies science, if they get an opportunity to be bettered by science, generally every time they take it, you know what I mean? Like you go to the doctor, you're sick. Oh, I'm getting a colonoscopy. That's science. You know what I mean? That's science to just remove the polyp in your ass. You know, it's like, right. It's so, right. like you're eating, you like Twinkies. That's science. That's not nature, you know? And it's so, we got to get back to the cool parts of science because science, it's just, it makes my heart happy to think but, that like, like for what, 10 years ago, stem cells were no, no, we're not using them. George Bush, remember? Nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope, no stem cells. And I don't know what happened, but now stem cells are the bomb. You know what I mean? Stem cells are being used to treat any number of of diseases, any number of genetic issues. Burns, like like sores, like mm -hmm. amazing things. The, you know, what you can do with science is absolutely incredible. And, 
and and some of the things that we're going to be able to see like you know for example like uh, i forget it like some of the people that you know they have tremors and they literally just you know installed a battery jump pack on them and and you turn it on and suddenly these people are walking like normal like you're having yes. to have gyroscopic spoons in order to for them to feed themselves and then you right. just throw on a battery jump pack and all of a sudden it's like boop Okay, normal, perfect. Yeah, I watched this lady, absolutely wild. this lady had tremors and then walked onto this pad and they were gone. So I, I know what you're talking about. That's- yeah, or or the fact that, you know, for example, I've known a couple of people that, you know, they had massive, you know, disc degeneration. Literally went to another country, got brand new discs put in their back, and they're back to running marathons. That's so cool. Like That's so cool. Like you think about all of the things that could be done, like the fact that – you know, we don't even, you don't like, like the cancer vaccine stuff that we right. kind of write up. You know, we're literally to the point where, you know, doctors could go in, take a sample of your cancer, map it, put it into a vaccine and then make your body trigger its response. Even with what they found out right. today is why, why, uh, with, uh, MS. chemotherapy, um, this was also, I think, yesterday I read this. Uh, why they have, why uh, sometimes chemo and radiation therapy isn't effective? So they found out that cancer cells activate the same type of dormancy that hibernating animals do. What? So now the question is: Is what could you do in order to turn off that mechanism and then make your treatments more effective? So when cancer gets attacked, it goes dormant. And so it, then you're like it puts a shell around itself like a I'm not sure like it in, just in it, it 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 goes it, it goes dormant and I don't right. know I don't know the science behind why it becomes less effective but that's you know the fact is yeah. is that now you could potentially trigger that so that way it can't go dormant right and you can treat <clears> it because I can see that radiation attacks it, it goes dormant to protect itself, and now it's just, yeah, you're in remission, but remission is just dormancy that can pop up at any time. But if I love that. I just love that. So, so I mean, like, there are so many cool things that, you know, if we wanted to have an us versus them, you know, let's let's solve some serious problems that yeah, the world let's has. Yeah, let's, let's Let's go to town. Or, or was it in South Korea where they've got this uh, – a fusion reactor that they've been testing and it actually lit up and it was like something on the order of 10 million degrees and they were able to sustain the reaction for like 30 seconds and the only issue is is that you know they just don't have they didn't have the powerful magnets in order to make it happen but now they have the theoretical knowledge that if they had powerful enough magnets they would be able to sustain a fusion reaction and by sustaining a fusion reaction that means you have an entirely clean source of power yes on demand power a self-contained source of power i mean that's some tony stark shit right there it is it really is so imagine imagine then you know for all the people out there that have been worried about you know coal or wind turbines or hydro Mm -hmm. or imagine if you literally had miniature stars placed around the country (laughs) that generate yeah you know gigawatts upon gigawatts upon gigawatts of power yeah and even what if and what it's hydrogen. The, it's hydrogen. Our most of our shit's made of hydrogen. It's the most one of the most abundant resources. But so China's been working on transferring energy via satellite, right? 
Mm-hmm. And because their goal was to put solar panels on the moon. What if we just put those fusion reactors on the moon? You know what I mean? And just turned our moon into a bunch of stars. Wouldn't that look cool? I mean, <laughs> it'd be interesting. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to see it because it's a it's an entirely contained reaction. But the other yeah, issue there true. is is that the other issue there is is that you know it's it's you're not going to see these things explode. They literally just collapse in on themselves, and right. that's that. Oh yeah, no, not going to, and it's not going to create black holes either. It's, but I just think we works. need we need to start thinking about that. If we could transfer this stuff. Like I that? could totally see yeah. that, you know, number one, like I could totally see that being an option where you use something like that on a forward base on the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. And set them up on Mars. You could set, or, you know, when they finally figure out the technology enough to, you know, to condense it and then you use it to power major mm-hmm. mining operations for ships for deep space mining. Yeah. You know, it's really cool and it's, it's exciting. I have this plug plug stock it's called plug and they make hydrogen batteries for storage for Mm -hmm. electricity you know and i bought it and it was like 490 like back in march and i and and i was like when biden gets elected when trump is gone and we go to the green technologies this is gonna jump the fuck up you know and i kept it and it was like thirty dollars thirty eight dollars and then it said yesterday hey plug is up and i was like to what seventy three dollars why? And I went looking. Oh, well, because the the Democrats won the Senate. And so this plug got millions of dollars in investments and contracts to be in trucks and like all this awesome stuff. And now plug mm-hmm. is like, and that's just the baseline. That's before they actually start doing anything. And so mm-hmm. when you think about that more broadly as the way science is going to start being funded again under a Democrat that believes in science, that's exciting. Now imagine, now imagine, you know, you, you come up with a bunch of battery solutions. You have these, uh, I think they're called Tokamak, uh, fusion reactors, mm-hmm. and you're able to generate all of this power. So power generation is an issue. Mm-hmm. You come up with a very, very strong, stable, sustainable battery system. Right. Like, we already know that you know battery systems are the strongest in the world, right. and how do we know that? We use them. We use battery systems on locomotives because we have diesel electric engines. We use them on you know heavy duty mining operations because they yeah. use diesel electric engines. All heavy duty applications use electrical motors right. because electrical can power and move things a lot easier than you know straight yeah. brute force out of an engine can. Right. So. We know, you know, the theoretical knowledge that, you know, battery power was never going to do the trick. Yeah, that was, that was, you know, the last horse and buggy salesman saying that. I mean, we've been using the technology for a while. It's just the issue is, is that we don't have enough power solutions. We don't have strong enough batteries. To make it cost effective. Exactly. Right. But that's the cool thing is like how we're fracking right now. And then what we're doing is we're turning that into electricity and putting that in batteries that we're shipping overseas. Mm -hmm. So this fusion thing matched with the hydrogen battery could literally be a low cost way to get third world countries on a grid. You know what I mean? For a reasonable cost. 
Mm-hmm. No and more I mean, oil. No more oil. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, and 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 that's the thing is, is that you know the issue at hand is, is that fossil fuel is is there. It's cheap, and you know it's a tried and it's a tried and tested technology. Mm-hmm. When people finally figure out that we could do liquid hydrogen, yeah. or or you know, uh, and use hydrogen combustion engines to do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be a, a game changer. Yeah. You know, but for right now, gas and diesel are, you know, the main the main competitors out there because of the fact that it's just it's there, it's tried, it's tested, it's true. We know it works. But once you get all these different yeah. reactor types out there, you have them spread across multiple continents. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, imagine places like in Africa where they've they've struggled with having a sustainable power grid exactly you know you know here we are in 2021 and there are places in this country or in this country in this world that don't have you know a stable power grid you know mm-hmm. it's something that we've been used to for the last 70 years well yeah and at least know, like I, I keep saying that I've noticed this that we're working on a lot of people's wants right now. And it needs to shift to taking care of some needs. Like, yes, mm-hmm. like there's parts of this country that have no internet at all. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's parts of the world that have no power. Like you said, mm-hmm. there's places that don't understand that another place has a grain that could that could thrive in their in their area. When they discovered that like Africa could grow this grain that like could feed the world it was like amazing like africa was so happy they started building industry around it but then it corruption took over the industry pretty quick (laughs) that's and and and, you know that's corruption is is unfortunately a very very fantastic political tool (laughs) it's a it's a tool for everything it's and, it, it and goes it's down real to the baseline. It goes down to the baseline. Like if I want you to do, say something, then I'm going to try and manipulate the what I say to you to get you to answer me the way I want. You know, it's corruption goes down to its finest points. A little white lie is corruption. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but you know, people keep lining their pockets. You know, um, it's yeah. it's. I I don't fault the person for lining their pocket when they do so in a way that is is fair you know and equitable and sustainable it's the it's the quick buck you know take advantage of people at all costs thing that i don't agree with you know what and i and i realized that i've been hearing all these commercials like and it dawned on me education words knowledge it should should be free like if you're if you got an app that gives classes and you know education and it's Mm -hmm. you got to pay for that fuck you like you know what i mean like we should be we should be mainlining matrix information into everybody. Like anybody, anywhere should be able to learn about anything they want at any time. And if that's not a possibility, if somebody's hoarding knowledge, fuck you. I think that's one of the reasons why I have liked what YouTube has been capable of. Mm-hmm. Is is that yes, the ad the ad aspect of it is very annoying. Right. But the some of the content creators out there it's like they are making money off of those ads and they're providing you know their knowledge for free which is why my children have been able to learn things like doing makeup doing art using you know drawing they're they're creating their own lives by learning things try fixing a car or anything without going to youtube 
you know? Oh, I, I use it to do that all the time. Hell it's yeah. fantastic. You know, granted, I, I knew a bit about fixing cars before YouTube, but now it's like, I don't have to sit there for an hour and be like, okay, <laughs> I need to do, I can literally just pull it up and be like, oh, cool. This is a five minute video. Watch it yeah. and be like, okay, so I need to undo that bolt, that bolt, drop that, pull that out, yeah. unhook that. And then just reverse order. Okay, cool. I got it. Exactly. And that, so I love that there's free information. That's what we're all about. Like we don't have a sponsor. Nobody gives us money to tell anybody nope. anything. We just get up and talk. And I noticed I was listening and I say this, I say this all the time. Like I listen to other shows and they're very about what's going on, reporting on the news, giving their opinion about it, going on to the next story. And I really like the free form that we have. We, we might touch on what's going on, but then we always seem to move to what we could possibly see and want to see in the future. You know what I mean? Based on what's happened in the past. And a lot of it's naive, but if people put it into action, more and more people cared, it might happen. Something I wouldn't say we say it's... might happen. I wouldn't say it's naive. I would say that, you know, for us, we've seen what happens when people dwell on certain things and we are continually using it as a lens to the past and, mm -hmm. and not doing so much to affect the future. Like being reactionary is, is a problem in this country. Like it's we're constantly, it's we're, we're constantly having to react to everything and yeah. very few people are being proactive in what they can do to fix the situation, you know? Right. And, and that's the thing is like out of all of the things we talk about, you know, there are several things that we can do proactively to change, you know, the balance of power, the metrics that we use in the system, the way that, the yeah. way that we deal with, every, you know, everyday yeah. issues, you know, sure. Some of these things sound absolutely crazy now, but when you think about where we've come, mm -hmm. just even within the last 10 years, I mean, the idea of the idea of being able to control your life off of a simple cell phone is pretty crazy like if yeah. you would have told me 10 years ago that i you know my entire life could be run off of something that i keep in my pocket right i would have been like yeah no i still have to have a laptop in order to do certain things no i don't yeah. i can get an ekg by just double tackling the back of my phone <laughs> you know <laughs> there's or like that you can literally visit a doctor mm -hmm. <clears throat> from your phone right. and they literally like in places like in uh, in Alaska, they literally have a prescription vending machine. It's like you visit your doctor on the phone and they have the most common prescriptions just stocked in this vending machine. They tap a couple of buttons, your prescriptions there for you to pick up. That's imagine so cool. if you just had, imagine if you just had that ability mm -hmm. just in, in, in everyday street corners like there's no yeah. reason why you know grandma should have to try and you know hop six buses in order to get to the pharmacy that's an issue yeah you know think about think about like if you know on your block somewhere or or in your complex mm -hmm. you're you know you could just walk to a central location yeah. and just go get your medicine refilled imagine some of the things that you could be done just to make things simple i mean yeah. Luckily, you know, you do have the, you, you kind of have the mail order pharmacy system right now, but mm -hmm. as we saw, that can get very quickly affected when yeah, somebody it, decides to be a jerk. <laughs> and you're kind of paying a premium for that. You know what I mean? I mean, unfortunately, when it, when it comes to prescription drugs in this country, we're always paying a premium. Yeah, I saw, a t I saw a TikTok about that and this girl was like, 
here's what you're paying at Walgreens. Here's what Walgreens is paying. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I never thought about that. Like, mm-hmm. in a pandemic, Walgreens didn't even try and reduce their profits on a medication to help America. You know no. what I mean? CVS didn't lower their prices on across the board for medications because they didn't want us to know they could do it. But they can do it. And that's a problem. That's a problem. But you I know, wanted to say, like, you, we were talking about how things we can proactively do. And I, that's mm-hmm. why I am really on the money. Because money money funnels, funds everything. Money causes everything. So if you're buying Northern toilet paper, well, then you're supporting the Koch brothers in the in the most minute way. But it's a major part of their profit margin, you know. And so... Mm-hmm. Do you want to support the Koch brothers? No, I think they're leaning towards green technology and and the more conservative brothers passed away. So I'm interested in what direction they're going to go, but I'm not going to fund them. And the same thing is, is if you fund Ted Cruz, if I, if I go to Ted Cruz's website and find out who is funding Ted Cruz, I won't support them. I'm not going to support them. You know what I mean? But I will mm-hmm. support Newhouse, the Republican that stood up and said, yes. I should I should have done something. I should have said something to stop this, and I didn't. And we could do more. I I vote to convict Donald Trump, uh, impeach Donald Trump. And I tweeted him and I said thank you because he owned up to it, and we can move forward. And I need to get those rational conservatives out of the way so I know who the radicals are. And I appreciate those ten for saying, at the end, this is when I said I was going to get out of it. You know, he serves us no more. That's fine. He's an idiot. He's out. He's never going to be in office again. I reject him. I appreciate that because that was the time to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I and and like I had my doubts that they would ever get the 25th Amendment to go through because yeah. we've never I mean, constitutionally, we've never used the 25th Amendment to oust a president. Right. And, and so I don't as, think we should. I don't, I think no, should I don't think we should. Either. We should write something into the 14th <clears throat> Amendment when it comes to insurrection. We should bolster that up. We should maybe make. I, luckily, a, we have that within the 14th Amendment. And, mm-hmm. you know, what Mitch McConnell said is I want to see a very specific article of impeachment and we're using the 14th amendment you think about it how many amendments have we used during this presidency like who would have thought that we would have used you know you know the no quartering amendment right right? the emoluments clause (laughs) (laughs) who thought we would be studying the words in cases of impeachment for like hours you know you know so you think about you know for as many issues that we have, we do have a pretty strong constitution for mm-hmm. when people decide they want to use it. Right. But there is a there's a clause in the 14th Amendment that allows you to update it. And we, we could literally update it and then charge for it. You know what I mean? Like it is a possibility to amend the 14th Amendment because there's an allowance for that and then create a law and say you you, you can't do that. Because we need to do that. You know what I mean? Donald Trump told us. He came in. He was a beta test, dude. He was a beta test. And America failed. (laughs) They just failed. But that doesn't mean we don't have a lot of data to tell us what we can do to fix it. But we got to do that, you know? And and we've got to get, you know, we've got to get people to see that, you know, 
yeah, it's it's a problem right now with Donald Trump. But mm. if it, but imagine if a Democrat acts this way, do you want them to be able to do the same things that you've just done that this president has just done? You you have to you have to understand that it's like you know you you use the Constitution in the way that is favorable regardless of party. But that's all and, based on perspective. Joe Biden's first move is going to be the exact same thing as Donald Trump's move. Donald Trump's moves were only because Barack Obama did something. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? Joe Biden can say free health care for all and everybody that suddenly gets health care, like 74 million of them are going to be like, fuck you. It's socialism. Thank you for the health care. So fuck you. And it's all perspective. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Like. For you know, we've got we've got a week to go. Yeah, it's time to buckle up because this is going to be interesting. And what I learned was, that if if you believe something, there's still a one percent chance that you're wrong. So don't 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 be a bully about it. Because every time I've thought I've been so cocky that I knew something and I was an asshole about it, I found out I was dead wrong, and I looked like a hypocrite. And I don't want. To oh do God, it sucks! It sucks. Yeah, but it does. but. But I think you know the biggest the biggest thing is, is that we've got to get used to admitting when we're wrong, yeah. and when and and guess what? Sometimes you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna feel a hundred percent about something, and you're gonna get checked. Yeah, I mean <laughs> you're gonna look like that hockey player who's like, yeah, I'm totally free. Wham up against the wall. That's right. I mean, there's and two, you're just there, gonna get worked. There's two awesome things on this planet: finding out you were right and realizing you were wrong, because both of those are answers. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is why that's one of the things that I've prescribed to you from Teddy Roosevelt. The, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing because at least you'll learn something. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is nothing. Right. So if we keep doing nothing, we can't be surprised that nothing keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> I like like that. that is the definition of insanity. Doing yep. the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. <laughs> right. Doing nothing. Doing nothing. Be proactive. Like, and I think you touched on that. I'll end on this. Is that I notice, and I'm not criticizing anybody I know. I know some amazing people, but I have watched people cry into the wind and expect change. And you can't do that. You gotta understand that if I tweet a senator because he stood up in the red tie traders, 10,000 other people are doing that. And maybe I'm the guy that tips the scales. You know what I mean? We have to do it. You, you don't just stand up for yourself and, and do something proactive and realize that other people around the country are doing it too, but they're just not bragging about it. They're not on your feed telling you we did this. They're not starting a group. They're just going on Twitter and doing it. And it takes everybody in the chain of advocacy to make a difference, not just one person and a hundred people supporting one idea. It takes a whole chain of people that of different talents doing the same thing individually, randomly, without other people knowing for something to happen. And if they get together, that's amazing. That's purpose. But generally it's always happening. Stars are collapsing. Solars are flaring. <laughs> the moon is turning. Things are always happening randomly together they create the universe and that's what we could do. Yep. And, and that's the thing is, it's like it took proactive movement and guess what? 
there are donors that are getting out of politics. Yeah. So think about that for a second. You know, that's something that we've talked about is, is mm-hmm. that the money that is in politics is absolutely insane and it needs right. to stop. I didn't think that it would be this that would make it happen. And yeah. the fact that people people are angry mm-hmm. and people are tweeting these companies. Really? You're going to support this? Right. Because because now they're like, crap, we've we've got to get out of this before yeah. we're we're, you know, sunk from it. Right. AT&T, Target, cable, Comcast, all these people dropped out, and I love it. I think it's a break in the dam. And I think, like, right now, while they're not in it, we have a chance to get rid of a lot of the people in it. Because HR1, while it improves our voting systems and our the protections of voting systems, it also has an aspect of of cleaning dark money out of politics and making public funds so that people aren't taking our money, but then taking their money and doing what they want. Right. And so I'm excited at this opportunity because I know HR one is they want to clean up voting rights. And I think while they're doing that, the uh, one of the side notes is going to be cleaning out some of the money in politics. They're still going to find ways to get it in there, but Mm -hmm. that's what killed the NRA. You know what I mean? So fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Right. Right. All right. All I right. love you, Jeffrey. I know you got to go to work. Love you, man. You take I care. Never want to end these conversations, but I'm happy you were here. Oh, always fun. <laughs> it's always fun. Thanks. And you can find Public Access America on Twitter at Public Access Pod. Hey, check out our pinned tweet where we have a list of the red tie traders, all 139 Republicans that stood against democracy and tried to dispute the certification of a free and fair election. So check that out. And we are always tweeting. So Go to Twitter and support us there. You can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Radio Public, Player FM, and all of those podcatchers, which is amazing. Even Dogcatcher, by the way. And yeah, you can find us on Facebook right here, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Thank you. And I want to say thank you to the lawn guys that didn't really leaf blow today. They stayed away from my apartment, and I really appreciate that. Hey, I love you guys. We can be better. There's a million ways to do it, and we just talked about a few. See you next time. And we're still recording. And that was the end of the live stream. I'm excited about that. I love our live streams. I love our conversations. Check those out on Facebook, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. I want you to end this episode by doing something for me. I want you to just, when you get a chance, I want you to just sit in a quiet, comfortable room. Just sit in a chair and close your eyes and get in tune with your breathing. Because breathing is the center of what's important. And once your breathing is good, once you're relaxed and calm, you can make rational decisions. And I want you to realize that, yes, there are certain radicalized Trump supporters that we can, if we need those people in our lives, bring back from that. And you just have to talk to them about personal things, make their identity less about their ideals and more about their past, more about the joys that that they remember. Because we don't need to connect on a political level. We need to connect as a friend level. And as they realize that their identity is your friend, they'll realize that less of their identity is as a Trump supporter. So I love you. There's a million ways to change. Let's start now. I will talk to you next week. Yay! 
<laughs> All right. Bye. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees you me or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life ask not yes we can what your country can do for you i have a dream ask what you can do for your country. my poor little children yes we can one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character i don't have to tell you things are bad everybody knows things are bad it's a depression in this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take it and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Podcast for Stitcher Smart Radio app, Potable and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.